Alright, and welcome back. This is episode 8 of the Department 12 podcast, and uh, this is all about getting some student perspectives, and uh, our guest is Stephen Seng. So I started by asking Stephen about his background, where he's from, that kind of thing. He says, I lived in a couple of places that I would call home. I was born in Taiwan and grew up in Vancouver, Canada. I went to UC Berkeley for college and lived in California for five years. Now I'm at the University of Akron in the IO Psychology MA-PhD program. I'm currently in the last stretch of my second year and finishing up the requirements for the master's degree. After that, I'll be here in Ohio for a few more years, working on my doctoral dissertation and hoping that future winters are like the one this past year. Amen. Generally speaking, I enjoy asking myself difficult questions, trying to solve problems using data and science, and sharing knowledge. A career that allows me to do this would be ideal. Academia definitely sounds appealing. Uh, So, basically, you're a nerd like the rest of us, Stephen. Welcome to the club. Uh, Timothy Jessaroon, and I apologize, Timothy, if I have uh, mispronounced your name, asks, with so many psych undergraduates are counseling-focused or unapplied, how do we get them interested in I.O.? Uh, Stephen replies, First, I believe the field as a whole could benefit from more exposure. I actually never heard of I.O. psychology until my last year of college. I believe the introduction to I.O. course at Berkeley was offered irregularly at the time. I was fortunate enough to get to take it before I graduated. Once I learned about the field, I was sold. I remember telling my friends and acquaintances about my decision to go into I.O., and most had never heard of it. Also, join the club on that one, Stephen. Hardly anybody has. Um... I'll just challenge you a little bit and push back and say, what does that exposure look like? I mean, what um, what do you what would you see working here, Stephen? Uh, what would have got this uh, to your attention sooner? What should we be doing? Okay, so back to his response. Second, emphasizing that the skills gained in I/O are marketable and versatile could draw interest. Students hear modern companies using buzz, buzzwords such as data driven or evidence based, and well, that's what I/O psychology is about. Finally, emphasizing the value of I.O. could get students interested. As long as organizations and work exist, and as long as human beings are part of the equation, the field of I.O. will be needed and can have a positive impact on the workplace. That is, until A.I. and robots take over the workplace. Uh, Peter J. Riley asks, What's the appeal of I.O. over getting an MBA or studying HR, organizational behavior, or social psychology? Stephen responds, I believe the appeal of an I.O. degree compared to an MBA or HRM degree is in its scientific roots. I personally, I was drawn to the field because of the emphasis on evidence-based solutions for work. I'm sure that evidence-based practices are also addressed in these business degrees as well, but their focus seems to be more rooted in pragmatism, knowing the general practical implications and applications of research. I.O., on the other hand, pulls you into the details of the research and how the evidence or knowledge was obtained in the first place. It's a fine-grained approach that forces you to examine the line between what we know and what we don't know as a science. I.O. psychology draws a lot of ideas from many fields of psychology, including social psychology, and a distinguishing factor is that these concepts are applied to the unique context of work. Rather than assuming a one-to-one correspondence of social psychology concepts to the work context, it would be valuable to scientifically examine the functions and applications of these concepts in this unique context. As for comparing I.O. and O.B., I believe the distinction is becoming less clear and there is a bit of convergent evolution going on here, especially with many I.O. trained academics going to business schools. 
From my understanding, the historical origins of IO and OB are different, but there is now a lot of overlap in the research of the two fields. I know that IO also emphasizes measurements and assessments, very eye-side topics, but I'm unsure if these topics receive the same emphasis in OB. Uh, Peter J. Riley also asks, should IO profs have a mix of academic and applied experience? Stephen Sang replies, I don't think that a mix of academic and applied experience is necessarily required to be a good IO prof at the individual level, but a mixed composition of faculty at the group level could be beneficial. I've learned a lot from very research-oriented professors as well as from those with many applied experiences, and both have much to offer. One thing I appreciate about my current program is the balanced exposure to both detailed research topics as well as broad application topics. As a student, I think it's useful to get a healthy dose of both in order to understand I.O. from the scientist-practitioner perspective. Without this frame of mind, research may lose track of the practical applications that organizations need, and practice may lose track of the importance of science, both of which are defining features of I.O. From Eugene Ohu, Ph.D., and uh, Eugene, again, <laughs> I apologize if I have mispronounced your last name. Eugene asks, what advice would you give to someone who panics at a crossroads between different research interests, or worse, who has none? I would appreciate it if anyone could give me some advice on this as well, replies Stephen, in all seriousness, though. My advice would be not to pull your hair out over it. I'm unsure if this is common, but I came into this field without being glued to a very specific research interest. Rather, I had a general idea of the topics I was interested in. But I was also open to learn more before deciding on my research direction. Now that I have taken two years of various I.O. courses and kept an open mind while exploring these topics, I now have a better idea of which topics really captivate me. For some people, this might happen rather quickly, but for others, it will be a process. And uh, yeah, I think it is a process uh, for most of us. Uh, John Heffernan asks, Heffernan asks, why did you choose to do a master's or PhD program? Stephen responds, I chose a PhD program because, through my years in college, I realized that I operate on a research mindset. I liked asking questions about anything and scouring the internet for all sorts of information. I also enjoyed the statistics and quantitative methods underlying research a lot. Understanding the nitty-gritty details about how we decide what we know and what we do not know has always fascinated me. Most importantly, I enjoyed learning. When I chose to pursue a PhD in IO psychology, I knew I was getting myself into a life of learning. New research constantly brings new perspectives and knowledge. To me, becoming a doctor in the field also means constantly keeping up with these updates, regardless of being a researcher or a practitioner in IO. Of course, to be a researcher, the next step is to produce and contribute to this body of knowledge as well. Uh, I also asked, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself at the very beginning of your grad program, what advice would you give yourself? And Stephen responded, if you're interested in collecting data from supervisors for your thesis, start now. Hmm. I guess we'll wait and see what that thesis is about and uh, where the struggle comes from there. I also asked, you know, tell us something about yourself that no one would guess. I used to hit people on the head with bamboo sticks in the past. Um... I don't get to do that anymore uh, currently, but I look forward to picking it up again in the future. I practiced kendo, a martial art, for many years in the past, and I'm hoping to pick it up again soon. My experiences with kendo, both at my initial dojo in Vancouver and at our student-run kendo club at Berkeley, had great influence on my decision to pursue further education and my current research interests in the organizational sciences. But that's a long story that I can share some other time, and uh, I do hope you share that story sometime. I'm interested to hear the connection between hitting people in the head with bamboo sticks, 
and uh, pursuing uh, advanced education. They do have certain similarities, I guess. Um, that is the end of this episode. Um, I guess the question I would have for you all, uh, based on Stephen's answer, is I think most of us recognize that there isn't a whole lot of recognition out there for IO psychology when you tell people about it. Uh, a lot of folks out there without an academic background just kind of scratch their head. So what is it we could actually do and not um, just, just vague words about awareness or you know that PSYOP ought to do something, but what can we actually do? So uh, you can respond on Twitter. And I uh, look forward to that. And I'll talk to you next time.